Mine's good. Life good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, we did it. We made it. To September? Yeah, the summer's (laughs) over. The summer's over. It is still warm in the nation's capital, though. Um, yeah, I got long pants on, and when I walked in, you said, bold choice. It was a bold choice. And you know what? It is a bold choice, but that's the kind of man I am. Yeah. I, Live on the edge. I, uh, this morning, as we record, I walked over to uh, a different part of Ottawa, over to the Vanier neighborhood, and I had shorts and a t-shirt on, and I was rather sweaty when I got there. So even though summer is over, de- over with Labor Day being in the rearview mirror, it is still very, very warm here in the nation's capital. Doesn't really feel like curling weather, and yet, Scott, curling is here. Yeah, that's why I say, like, we made it. Curling's here. We're excited to get going. Uh, we got World Cup coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Yeah, so we got, uh, a, not even a couple weeks, it's next Eight days. week. It's yeah. next week. Oh. So uh, we're going to do our preview of the World Cup in a couple minutes, but first, let's recap the weekend that was in the world of curling. Nothing major really going on, but there was the Oakville Fall Classic that took on some bold teams who were looking to make use of their long weekend on the curling ice. And a couple surprise wins, maybe, down there in Oakville this weekend. Scotty, what do you think? Yeah, we had uh, a Japanese invasion in Oakville, right? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, we did. So uh, Team Matsumura on the men's side took down uh, new Saskatchewan team Matt Dunstone in the final. Uh, Good showing for Dunstone in their first uh, big spiel together as a team. And uh, But, you know, good stuff for Matsumura coming to uh, Canada, taking advantage. Uh, Were they in the spiel's... Earlier in August, I'm not I'm sure. sure what their schedule has been. I do know they went three and one during the preliminary round there, and then during the playoffs they were able to beat Team De Cruz en route mm. to that final to play Matt Dunstone, uh, Greg Persinger, the American team. They had a pretty good week as well. I think they went four and zero and then lost in the semifinal. I think to Matt Dunstone. So uh, a pretty good week for them as well. Matt Dunstone, mm-hmm. I did see one shot on Twitter. He made a ra- angle raise double um, where he raised one of his own back yeah. to get a double. Which for was, four, I think? Yeah, which was pretty crazy. Yeah. So uh, a good start to the season for them uh, and certainly a good start to the season for Team Matsumura. Yes, and, and Matsumura did play in the Hokkaido Classic and uh, did did not qualify. Okay, so uh, a good win for them then. And then over on the women's side, as you said, Scotty, it was a full Japanese sweep of the event. On the other side, you had Team Yoshimura winning the women's side, and they beat Anna Sidorova in the semifinal from Russia, familiar name to a lot of fans out there, and Erica Hobson in the final. Yeah, Erica Hobson right, from right here in Ottawa. So there you go. So uh, a perfect weekend uh, that for, for that team there going undefeated down in Oakville. So a Japanese sweep as the World Curling Tour schedule really gets going in, in essence here. 
Uh, although not really much coming up this weekend, it's the Stew Cells in Oakville. Mm-hmm. So another big event in Oakville. That's really the only events on the schedule this weekend. And then we get into the part of the schedule where there's different events across the country. That's right. That's right. The other ex- exciting, semi-exciting thing that we had was the uh, Audi Quattro Winter Games New Zealand Mixed Doubles. Yes. So Jennifer Jones, Brent Lang are victorious down there on the other side of the world. That's so right. a, a good win for them. And I'm not really sure, how did they qualify for it? Because they were not just pl- Jennifer Jones, Brent Lang. They were Team Canada. They were Team Canada, yeah. So do we know what the qualification process for that event was? You know what? I'd like to engage the listeners uh, okay. at this point and tell them to tell us if okay. they know. Because I, I don't know often. Okay. So, uh, so there you go. So congratulations to Jones and Lang on a win down under. And, of course, to the two Japanese teams. We're about a month away, a little under a month away from the first Grand Slam of the season, the Elite Ten, which, okay, well, whatever. Uh, and then we get into some of the more fun events after that with the Masters in late October. But essentially the cash league or the cash spiel season has started. Things are going on. I've seen a bunch of clubs Twitter handles uh, are tweeting that the ice has been going in at various clubs across the country. Mm-hmm. We've had all the curling camps, everything like that. Uh, in addition to ice, clubs are tweeting about orientation events, welcome events. So the season really is getting into full swing here in September now. Yeah, and I was just over uh, at our teammate Megan's house uh, doing the, the schedule for for our league. Yeah, which gets going in so. three weeks or something, so... Yeah, we're uh, we're getting there, Sean. Yeah, I'm not prepared for it, uh, to say the least. I know last year, the first night of curling, it was about 30 degrees outside. Mercifully, we had the bye, but uh, it really uh, it did seem a little strange to be curling when it was that warm out. But hey, if I could walk over there and not be frozen by the time I arrive, I guess I should take that while I can. Nothing wrong with that. And hey, we played in Knoxville when it was 30 degrees, so. Yeah, how did that go for us in terms of results? Ah, we had fun, right? There you go. There you go. So as we mentioned, the first Curling World Cup event is coming up next week. It kicks off on Wednesday in China, which means that it'll kick off Tuesday night in North America. The first draws are Wednesday morning, if I have that correct in my head. Uh, The the timeline here, yep, so it starts... uh, so actually, it'll start just early morning here in uh, in North, North America. America, about 1 o'clock Eastern time Wednesday morning with the opening ceremonies over in Suzhou. Suzhou? I don't know how to say that word. Suzhou. Suzhou, China. There you go. And uh, are you going to yeah, pull up the actual pronunciation there, Scott? Oh, that seems like a lot of work. Okay, so. so over in China, we'll get the first, uh, the, the first real event here of the season. Everyone is representing their various countries here in the Curling World Cup. So let's go through and break this down because not only have the teams been announced, Scotty, but the groups have been announced as well. Yeah, we got pools. So do you want to do you want to start with the women, the men, the mixed? What do you want to do? Let's start with the mixed. The mixed. Okay. Oh boy. All right. So in the mixed doubles teams, uh, we have Canada, China, Norway, Russia, Korea, Sweden, Switzerland, and the U.S. So we'll start with Group A uh, because that makes a lot of sense. 
So representing Canada as the first team in Group A is is Laura Walker and Kirk Myers, who was Canada's representative at the World Championships last year and earned a silver medal for Canada. Up next is uh, Norway with uh, Kristen Skaslian and uh, her partner, just a sec, uh, Sander Rolvag. That's not how to pronounce it. I bet that's how it looks. There's a lot of fun uh, characters <laughs> around those uh, those letters there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and and they're pretty experienced uh, mixed doubles players uh, from Russia. Maria Kor- Komarova, Daniel Goryachev, okay, and Sweden uh, Therese Westman and Robin Alberg. So uh, the Russian team and Sweden team don't have uh, Wikipedia entries for those athletes. Okay. So I will uh, take that to mean that uh, not a lot of people have heard of them. That's uh, a reasonable out, conclusion to Outside make. of these uh, tight curling circles. Um, so does anything stand out there to you? Well, first I'm going to fact check you that uh, the Team Canada there, Myers and Crocker, they actually won the bronze medal. Oh, they lost so they, the semifinal. They lost the semifinal. They were the defending bronze medal winners of that. The Swiss team beat the Russians in the final. So out of those groups, not, nothing really stands out to me. Um, you know, again, not knowing too, too much about a lot of these players, you would have to think that Kirk Myers and Laura Walker would be in a pretty strong position in this field given how well they worked together under very short notice last year. The thing about them which's really interesting is – that, of course, with Jeff Walker having to go play in the World Championships with Brad Gushu, that Kirk Myers has to step in at those mixed doubles Canadian mm-hmm. Championships. And not really knowing what to expect from those two, they come together really well, win the Canadian Championships. And now, you know, they obviously live in different parts of the country, so who knows how much time they've had to spend together and practice. But you would think, at the very least having an additional four months under their belt, knowing that they're going to be a team that in terms of communication, the way in which they throw, just learning how each other's throw, figuring out what the best strategy is for the two of them working together, that that's only going to have gotten stronger over the summer. So you would expect them to do quite well in this field. Yeah, that that's a pretty thorough analysis. <laughs> I mean, a good analysis uh, of that. The... Uh, the Norwegian team, uh, so Kristen Skasklian was on the uh, the team at the Olympics, and her partner Magnus Nedgrotten. Yes, uh, he's playing for Stefan Valsted's team in this event, and thus is the reason that he's not her uh, her partner for this event. So, you know, uh, maybe that team playing uh, an event together, it's not the usual pair. Might be uh, something. Uh, maybe their play, level of play is a little bit lower than if uh, their regular duo was together. Potentially, or as we've seen, like, we, we, at least in the Canadian context, John Morris, Caitlin Lotz, yeah. Kirk Myers, Laura, Laura Crocker. Crocker, doesn't really seem to matter who who plays with who is if you have two really good players. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that in, in that pool, but I would expect Team Canada to come out on top. That's uh, that, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. And so these pools, just to remind everybody, it's a double round robin in your pool. So you play each team twice, and then who ad- whoever advances out of that, I think it's just the top two teams in mixed doubles, but I could be wrong. Let's look at the old schedule here. We have uh, 
Yeah, it appears as though we have just finals. So just one draw, mixed doubles, final. Yeah, so with a one-game final, Sean, it, I'd give Canada the edge there, but you know, I'm also showing my ignorance a little bit. Yeah, so let's move on then to the next pool, the, to, the second pool, Pool B, pool I assume, B, yeah. if it's Pool A. Then Pool B, what do we got on tap for Pool B? So we've got uh, the Chinese team, uh, whose names I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to pronounce just because I don't want to offend anyone. Uh, uh, same with the Korean team. So we've got China <laughs> and Korea. Okay. Uh, Switzerland, we have uh, Jenny Paré and Martin Rios, uh, who have... Uh, We've seen them before. We know won, a lot about them. Won the world championship yep. before in mixed doubles. And for the U.S., uh, Sarah Anderson and Corey Dropkin. Yeah, so we've also seen them a bit uh, at various events in the past. So those are not new people in the grand scheme of things. And uh, the team, the Chinese team, let's just say the, the Wang and Yu team. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, and Cho and Jang for the Korean team. So those teams coming together. Uh, it's interesting in in looking at this. You wonder how well the teams are going to do. The the Chinese team, particularly having that home ice advantage, whether or not that'll actually make a difference for them. We'll see. China's never done. Uh, particularly well at these mixed doubles events. Never really been a powerhouse in this. So we'll see how well they do there mm-hmm. and whether or not that matters. I think, though, looking at this group, it's hard not to say that Martin Rios and Jenny Perea are the favorites. Yeah, looking at the group, uh, that makes a lot of sense for them to be the favorites to come out. But like you say, the home ice advantage could uh, prove enough to, to boost this Chinese team. Uh, the U.S. team is pretty strong as well, so and and uh, I think they're uh, they've done well on on mixed doubles uh, in the past. So you know we'll see we'll see what uh, comes of it. But if I'm betting my money right now, yeah, it's going to be Switzerland. Yeah, I would I would have to expect a Swiss Canada final at this point. The other X factor, though, and we'll talk about this with the men's and women's, is that this is the first event of the year for most of these players. Mm-hmm. So it's still getting your legs under you. For the European and North American teams, it's a long way to go. Uh, I don't know when they're flying over there. I would expect that a lot of them might actually be there uh, now as we record this over Labor Day weekend. Maybe they're already there mm-hmm. getting into it. So in terms of time change, all that kind of stuff. I know the ice, the process of putting the ice in started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So... The ice should be good to go, but you never know yep. when it's really warm outside. Uh, but you start of the year, you know, anything can really happen. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the ice there. The arena looks quite beautiful based on the pictures I've seen on Twitter and stuff. So, yeah. oh boy, uh, it's kind of making me wish I could take a flight to China, which I've never said before. <laughs> uh, having done it, it is a long, long way. Um, so here we go. So Kirk Meyer's last tweet was August 14th. So nothing really helpful there. Oh, so he, um, he, maybe he's gone into, uh, just Twitter actual, like on the ball here and nothing from Laura Walker in a few days. So, oh, so you uh, feel like maybe they're in China and not able to tweet anymore. That would certainly make a lot of sense because Twitter is not allowed in China. Maybe we should check their WeChat. Uh, the Chinese, major Chinese <laughs> social media, uh, which actually our prime minister has a WeChat account that wow. he uses. Uh, so there you go. Um, 
So good luck to all the mixed doubles competitors. Now let's move on. Let's go to the women's draw. Women's draw. And look at the teams participating in the inaugural Women's World Cup events. So these are a little more familiar teams, Sean. Yes, we've seen most of these teams before. Yes, uh, there's just one exception that might be a little bit surprising, but we'll start in Group A. Uh, so Group A starts with China and the uh, Jiang team Yep. from China. Uh, we have Setsuki Fujisawa uh, representing Japan. Uh, the Scottish team will be Eve Muirhead's team, but skipped by new third Jennifer Dodds uh, as Eve continues to recover from her surgery. And the defending world champion, no, uh, defending world champion, silver medalist, defending there Olympic go. gold medalist, uh, Anna Hasselberg. Anna Hasselberg of Sweden, which leaves then in Pool B, you would have... You have Canada's Rachel Homan. Yes. Uh, the Russians are sending Anna Sidorova. Of course. Uh, the U.S. with Nina Roth. And the surprise entry from South Korea, the other Kim team. Yes. So it's not the Kim team that we all came to know and love back in February during the Olympics. Yes. we had. Uh, they had a playoff in South Korea. And... Uh, so this this Kim team ended up winning the the playdown to make it into this event. Yeah. So the team listed is uh, the Minji Kim team. Skip there with uh, her team, Hirin Kim, Tai Yang, and Sujin Kim. And I'll apologize for saying uh, those I'm sure a little incorrectly. But that's a different team from what we saw, as I said back in February during the Olympics. So. Uh, a different look from them. It's probably the only team that might be a bit of a surprise in terms of who's here. Yes. You could make a case that China had could have sent uh, Bingyu Wang, potentially. Uh, but this Yang team has been up and coming for a while, been around for uh, a few years. So nothing surprising there. The Russian situation, we've talked about that in the past before. Mm-hmm. They have a couple teams, uh, Anna Sidorova, it's hard to argue that you could go with either of the two teams. Yeah, and there. and uh, well, Sidorova had a good uh, outing this weekend uh, in Oakville. Yeah, making so, the semifinal. So yeah, they you know uh, they get the chance to keep going there. Yeah, so a very strong field here. But again, uh, as we said, not a lot of these teams have really played that much. Uh, the the big issue. You would think in terms of the, all the lineups here is, of course, that Eve Muirhead is not there. She's not yet recovered enough from her off-season knee surgery. So that will be an interesting dynamic that you have a new player coming into the team mm-hmm. in Jennifer Dodds, and now she's going to be skipping them in what may be their first event together. So, yeah, and, and I think part of their reasoning in adding uh, Jen Dodds was knowing that Eve would miss uh, a bit of the beginning of the season because they also added uh, the the third will be another another Vicky whose name is blanking on me right now but uh, Vicky Chalmers well Vicky Chalmers is Vicky Adams oh sorry then you have Vicky Wright then yeah so Vicky Wright will play second and uh, Vicky Chalmers will slide up into the the vice skip position yeah so an interesting dynamic there so if we look at the two pools in pool A of China Japan. Scotland, Sweden. Hard not to think that Anna Hasselberg is your favorite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
you know, you, you, you never really know with that Eve Muirhead team. Really good players, but with a new dynamic, who knows? And everyone loves, uh, I, I haven't met anyone who doesn't love Setsuki Fujisawa and yeah. her team. So that'll be interesting. And then you have the Chinese with the home ice advantage potentially. So this could be a really competitive pool where if you're 0 and 2, that might be too many. It might you know, be. Not yeah. to be all like Vic counting losses, but if you get off to a, a tough Wednesday and drop the first game, you could be behind the eight ball. For sure, for sure. I, I think this is a, uh, one of the really most difficult pools I've, I've seen in a while. So uh, China, uh, to me, is the clear uh, not favorite. Yes, How'd they would be the underdog, yeah, I would think. Yeah, and uh, so team upset, as Twine Time would put them. Yeah, team upset. So, uh, it'll, yeah, I'm interested to see uh, how they fare against this really tough pool. But yeah, money's got to be on Hasselberg. Yeah, you would think Hasselberg there on the other side. It'll be fun to see Nina Roth um, again in this uh, competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, always, always interesting to see a team coming off of the Olympics uh, to see how they do and whether or not they can rebound from what was a disappointing season, uh, or at least a disappointing end of the season for them, particularly what happened with Jamie Sinclair, perhaps usurping mm-hmm. Nina Roth as the number one women's team in the United States. So it'll be really interesting to see how they do in their first event coming out. Anna Sidorova, similar situation yeah. in Russia, where they've been struggling to keep their hold on that number one spot. Uh, and then the Koreans with a bit of an upset to make it through, and... You could make a case that this has opened the pathway for Rachel Holman to make a final here. That because of the the fact that you can make a case that the American team and the Russian team and even the Korean team, those are not their number one teams from those countries, that Rachel Holman has gotten a bit of a break in the draw. It is really good for Rachel Holman, but uh, I'm going to fact check you. Go for it. And uh, Victoria Moiseva... Uh, who represented the Olympic athletes from Russia last year, uh, yes. did announce her retirement from professional oh. curling. Well, there you go. Uh, and and uh, well, looking happy, on... Happy trails to her. Yeah, and looking on her Instagram page, it seems that uh, life is going quite well. Okay. She uh, got married this summer and looks really happy. But okay. I suppose everybody looks happy on Instagram. Otherwise, why would you post the photos? That is the point of Instagram. Now, looking at her Instagram, Scott, can you actually read any of it to know what she's saying in any of these pictures. I, I copied and pasted some stuff into <laughs> Google Translate. Uh, unfortunately, my Cyrillic, uh, you know, isn't up to snuff reading that Cyrillic alphabet. Okay, so, so well, okay, congratulations to Victoria Mosiva, and uh, on, uh, hopefully she has a good retirement from curling. Uh, she's 27 years old, uh, so to say that like, she's retired. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe just not in it for uh, taking for, a step back. Yeah, from from competitive yeah. curling. But uh, uh, congratulations to her uh, on that, and good news for Anna Sidorova then. Yeah, uh, in, in terms of of that team. But so and, that being said, and so like they've always Sidorovas and Holman have played a lot of a lot, yes. a lot of games, and uh, you know they're very familiar with each other. First event of the season, who knows? Uh, but I would, I would imagine Rachel Holman's team is the favorite to come out of this pool. Uh, so so the, the South Korean Kim team as well, they're a junior team that's, that's moving up to women's uh, for the first time. So uh, that's, that's got to be the projection. projection, right, is a Sweden-Canada final? You would think so. But as we saw from Rachel Holman last year, she was only 
good in the trials. That was really the only event that they were particularly good, with the exception they did win a Grand Slam late in the year. Yeah. Um, the Players' Championship, I think. I, I think so, yeah. And so they, they did have a good a, a good event at the end of the season, but they weren't very good in the fall last year leading up to those trials in December. So we'll see how they do with this being that first big event. But with the exception of the Olympics, they've always done pretty well representing Canada in terms of making playoffs, finals, that sort of thing. Absolutely. So you would expect them to do particularly well in this event. And again, they're they're the class of that pool, certainly. And you would expect them to make it through. So a Canada-Sweden final would be the expected result here. I would not, though, be surprised if Sweden or Canada has a tough week. Uh, and again, as we said, you lose a game or two early on. You know, if you go two and one even in that first round robin, mm-hmm. you're tight. You might have to run the table. Yeah, it'll be. It's pretty tough. So, and uh, Canada they open against Sidorova in their first match. So, uh, the winner of that will be positioned well yeah. going forward for the rest of the week. Yeah, and and but again, who knows? Like Nina Roth could have a good week. Uh, yeah, and come through. That wouldn't necessarily surprise me either. So, and if she runs off a couple early wins, get some confidence under her, and just yeah, and, and an event like this, you figure out the ice. We talked, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Short events, you, you're only playing for three days here in the round robin. You figure out the ice early on, and you you got it. And especially in in China, where I don't know who's making the ice for this event, but generally speaking, ice that is made in other parts of the world is different from the ice that you get at big events in Canada. So whoever can figure it out first yep. is going to be in a, a major advantage. And an- another thing with this event is that there's not going to be just women's teams on the ice at a time. Right. The draws are all mixed together. I think the first draw is all women's teams, but the mixed doubles will be on the ice at the same time as the men's and the women's. So it'll be a chance for the crowd there to get to see all the disciplines. Right. Well, right now, the schedule that I'm seeing... Oh, yeah, you're right. So there are some mixed draws here. Yeah. Uh, women mixed doubles, which is weird, because usually you would want a, just a mixed doubles draw because it doesn't take as long. As long, yeah. So that's uh, a little strange, but hey, whatever. Uh, yeah, show off all the, the various disciplines together. So uh, so hopefully the, hopefully the building's full. Hopefully the crowd gets into it four draws a day so on a north american schedule they're running 8 30 noon four o'clock and 7 30 which means that 8 30 p.m eastern time you'll be able to watch the morning draw and if you get up early have breakfast with uh, the night draw right on so there you go so uh that's what we got for the women's team the men's teams coming through uh, a lot of familiar names here. Yeah, this is uh, this is a field that we are f- pretty familiar with from the Olympics, the World Curling Tour, uh, all sorts of events. So you want to start with Group A and China. You have uh, Team Zhang. Uh, yeah, we've seen them before at a bunch of events. They've yeah. been around. Uh, you know, we know them. Uh, Stefan Wallstead from Norway. So we don't get uh, the pants, but we get uh, <laughs> the other Norwegian team. Uh, Sweden's Nicholas Adin. And uh, Rich Ruhonen from the U.S., who we talked about a few weeks ago. Yes. Uh, and their team. And coming off a semifinal 
at the Spiel in Oakville. Yeah, so this is a fun group. I think uh, you, you, I think it's pretty wide open under Nick Eden, right? It's sort of they're the the best team, arguably in the world, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly the best team in that pool. But with those other three teams, you don't really know exactly what to expect. Greg Persinger, Persinger and that team can come out and beat Nick Eden in a game. Uh, that wouldn't really surprise me that mm-hmm. much, especially early in the week, that that could happen. Uh, same thing with the, the Chinese team. They've been around for a long time. They're not going to be intimidated by anybody else. Come around the ice, yeah. home ice advantage maybe, get the crowd behind them, get some momentum going. Uh, you know, it, it, this happens at other events. It happens with other sports, certainly, where federations give the home team more access to the facility. Right? Canada did this sure. in Vancouver. They gave the ski jumpers and the, the skiers and the bobsledders more time on the tracks than they gave other countries. And if the ice is in in China already, maybe the Zhang team has gotten some more time to practice. I don't know. If I was in charge of the Chinese Curling Federation, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they can get out there, get a, a good sense of the ice early on, maybe that could ride them through to a finals appearance. Well, Sean, you're being very kind here. Uh, I would be surprised if Nicholas Adin lost more than one game. Uh, so for all that talking about how China could get access to the ice, blah, 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 they're not going to win this group. It's going to be Nicholas Adin. You can take that to the bank. Okay. That's a Scott guarantee. A Scott guarantee. Okay, so we all know the rules that if Scott guarantees something that doesn't come true, everybody... Uh, gets a free drink. Yeah, that's right. So. Everybody in this room gets a <laughs> yeah. free drink. So there you go. So, yeah, but yeah, certainly Nicodine would be the favorite over in Group B. Group then, B is a tough group, shot. Yeah, so that leaves you the Canadians being represented by Kevin Cooey, the Scottish team with Bruce Mowat making the trek over to China for this, the Swiss team, very familiar of Peter de Cruz, and then the Japanese squad, of Go Aoki. That's right. Uh, well, he's sorry, he throws last, but, uh, or sorry, he calls the game, throws third, that's uh, right. and Masaka Iwai is the skip. And is I the hope skip. I pronounce that right. Yeah. And their team won the Hokkaido uh, event earlier in August this year. So, uh, yeah, so it's a really, really tough, tough uh, pool for Canada. Uh, I gotta say that I would not expect them to come out uh, of this to get to the final. It's a brand new team, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Kui and, and Hebert together uh, still, but you know, you gotta get those parts all working together first event of the year. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if it wasn't Bruce Moet's team uh, coming out here. Me too. I think that they certainly should be the favorites here. They've already played an event this season, although so has Peter de Cruz. They played in that Baden spiel. I wouldn't be surprised actually if they made it through either. Mm-hmm. First event for Canada, um, and also I, I didn't know this. Apparently, the vice for Team Canada, according to the Curling World Cup website, is Brendan Newfeld. <laughs> so, oh, Brendan <laughs> James Newfeld. I, I didn't. I, if that's actually what. B in the the B and BJ stands where I had no idea. No, me um, neither. So they're listing him as Brendan Newfeld. So and, and Colton Flash, first time that they're all playing together. Colton Flash, of course, going back to the front end after playing Skip last season. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this goes for them. First big event as a team. First event, I think, for the season for them as well. Again, playing against two teams that have already played events. 
could be a tough stretch here for Team Canada and Kevin Cooey. That being said, it's hard to rule out Kevin Cooey winning sure. an event because he's just that good as yeah. a shot maker at the end of the game. That's right. He is a great shot maker, but you know, I, I wouldn't set the expectations uh, too, too high for this event uh, just because it is their first one getting used to each other as a team and you know, it just takes time. Yeah, it does. So we'll see what happens there. I would put, though, my money, I think, on Peter DeCruz coming out of this pool for the final against Team Sweden. Okay. So uh, now that we've got finals matchups predicted for each yes. of these events, we got to pick winners, right? We do. So uh, I'll go first on the men's side because I just said that I liked Peter DeCruz. I'm going to stick with Peter DeCruz to get a big win at the start of a season. Against Nicodine in yes, the final? Yes, against Nicodine. Holy cow, Sean. Write this down. Look out. So I have... Uh, the Swiss team going over Team Sweden. Yes. Who do you have, Scott? Well, I'm going to have to pick uh, in the men's side. Uh, I think Bruce Mowat will will uh, win over okay. Nicodine. So Scott is going with him. Bruce Mowat. Okay. So both of us are picking Pool B. And now we'll see that Team Canada comes out of Pool B and we'll both be yeah, completely we'll both be. wrong on this. Well, you know, that's a real tough testing ground, you know, that Pool B. Uh, a lot of sh- sharp games against big teams. And so uh, I, I think that Sweden, you know, they're going to be, like, taking life a little easy, chilling <laughs> in their easier pool. There you go. No offense to those uh, teams in there. Okay. But they won't be as battle-tested. All right. What do they say? Iron sharpens iron? Yeah, so give me Group B. He is the deal. He, he, he's one world. He's the defending world champion. Well, you know. <laughs> okay, and so uh, on the women's side. The women's side, uh, it's Sweden and Canada in the final. I think uh, that's pretty pretty uh, clear to see. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take Rachel Holman, hometown hero, here in uh, Ottawa. Yes, uh, the. Ottawa Curling Club, always excited for Team Homan to play. I'm going to go a little different here, and I'm going to suggest that it's going to be Sweden, but I think Rachel Homan might uh, have a tough week here. A little hiccup. Uh, just struggle off the bat. I think maybe it takes her a game or two to get the ice, and that's too long to figure it out. I think that Anna Sidorova is going to have herself a week. So I, but I'm going to go with Anna Hasselberg to beat Anna Sidorova in a battle of Annas in the final. Anna versus Anna. Look out. Yeah. And then in the mixed doubles, who do you got? Oh, boy. The mixed doubles is a little bit tough for me because I don't know most of the players. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take China coming out of Group B. Okay. Home ice advantage, uh, and just to be a little contrarian, I'm going to take the Norwegian team out of Group A. Okay, wow. Uh, and I'm going to give China the win on home ice. Okay, so the Chinese coming through. Uh, I'm going to go pretty chalky here and say Switzerland against Canada Yeah. in the final, and I'm going to give it to the Canadians. Oh boy! And uh, what a homer! The Crocker Meyer, Crocker Walker Myers, 
combo works out with a early win for Canada there. So just like that, we have the first event of the curling season, Scott. Holy cow, Sean. I really can't wait. Uh, has there been any news about how this is going to be uh, broadcast? I have not seen anything as yet in terms of how it will be broadcast. I'm sure there will be uh, coverage from the World Curling Federation, perhaps similar to what came up last season with the mixed doubles, where they had one game streamed on YouTube each draw, but certainly I haven't seen any announcement from TSN uh, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to be relying on the YouTube page as far as we know. As far as we know at this point, we will tweet anything out if we hear anything in the interim, uh, but at this point, no firm word on coverage. All right, if anybody does know, uh, tweet at us. Tweet at us, and we will spread the word, certainly. Uh, so... With the Curling World Cup going on, or starting to to get ready, we did have one more thing to talk about there, Scotty. Oh, we did? We did. And uh, this is uh, Jordan Fleck reached out to us. He is one of the organizers of the Ottawa Colts Curling. Have you seen this yet? I would like to say yes, but I cannot. So the Ottawa Colts Curling, this is, I think, a really cool idea uh, for what they're doing. They're having... Uh, a series of bond spiels looking for teams of new curlers to play competitive events. So what they're essentially doing is creating like a like a, a league of sorts or like a tour. Like a Colts tour? Yeah, of Ottawa oh. where new players can enter the events uh, and play in a competitive atmosphere at a level that is fitting to their status as new curlers. So five years of curling experience. This year, the events are all open too, so there's no gender rules in terms of the composition of a team. Cool. You uh, don't all have to be part of the same club at all. Uh, And six bond spiels over the course of the year, one per month, October through March. So it seems like a really fun idea to me uh, in terms of getting out there, getting new players involved. And I think this is something that last year they had 14 teams participate in four events. This year they're going to six events. The first one is taking place over the Thanksgiving weekend from October 5 to 8 at the RCMP Curling Club hmm. here in Ottawa and certainly would encourage any new players to look at it. There's an event, the second event is at the Rideau Curling Club, which with which we are familiar, the North Grenville Curling Club is hosting the third mm-hmm. event. So mm-hmm. uh, I think a really good idea. That's really cool. Yeah, that's uh, great. Is there a website that people can go to? There is. It's coltscurling.com. Coltscurling.com. Yep, Colts, C-O-L-T-S, curling.com. And certainly if you're in the national capital region, check it out. Or if you're a team of new players and you want to come in for maybe one of these events, you can come in uh, from out of town and play in it. So, uh, so yeah. thanks to Jordan for getting in touch and letting us know about that. And that North Grenville Club is in Kempville, so even if you're a little farther afield from, from Ottawa, you can still get there pretty uh, pretty easily. Yeah, and this is the sort of thing, like, I would like to say that I had thought of something like this, but I hadn't. But it seems like such a good idea mm-hmm. to have these events uh, where you can go around and it's maybe either similar teams or teams of similar skill level. Because one of the things, I mean, I, Scott, we've played for, you know, whatever, 
over I've played for over a decade, and yet I go to spiels sometimes, and you don't know the caliber of teams that you're going to be playing against, and mm-hmm. it can be not fun to show up and be playing teams that are much much better than you. Or, in some cases, teams that are in their first or second year. Right. And, and it's not fun for them. And yeah, so it's either way, it's not, it's not fun to lose a game 15 to 1, and it's not fun to win a game 15 to 1, and I've been mm-hmm. on both sides of that many times. Mm-hmm. So if you're a new team and you want to get out there playing some weekends, playing some bond spiels, here's a fun way to do it, and you know you're going to be playing teams that are of a similar skill level going into it. Absolutely. So uh, congratulations to them. Second year of this going on. And hopefully it's good. Maybe, Scotty, we could... We're not eligible because we played for more than five years, but yes. maybe we can get out to one of these events and uh, maybe do a pod out there or something. Yeah, take a road trip, talk to some of the people. Yeah, so uh, so congratulations to those guys again. ColtsCurling.com. Please do check it out. So, with that, um, is there anything else, Scotty, that we need to know? From the world of curling oh. as we get into the ninth month. Sean, there's a lot that we need to know. But we're not going to be able to know it all today. So uh, that's all I have, to be honest. I'm really excited for curling to be back on my TV. You know, uh, I go to YouTube all the time. uh, And it's going to be nice to click on the World Curling YouTube and be able to watch some new matches rather than just (laughs) old ones. Not old archived matches. That I've been using to get through the... (laughs) the summer by hibernating inside away from the heat so. it's it's nice to actually turn them on sometimes in the in the summertime or, or even like top 10 lists that you find online mm-hmm. just it reminds you that there's a time in the future where i won't be sitting inside not moving and yet still sweating <laughs> so yeah, that's a nice reminder sometimes so uh net we'll be back next week uh, we'll start. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the events that have started. We'll talk about the Curling World Cup because by the time we we're back, it will have kicked off. So we'll come back with a little bit of that, and we'll look ahead to some of the other major events in the world of curling. We will also perhaps have a little special something as well. So before, so, right on. I'm excited. So there you go. So uh, if you have not yet, please do subscribe to the show on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you get your podcast, please do subscribe. Give us a rating, a like, all that fun stuff. Help spread word of the show. You can find us on Twitter at Game of Stones Pod. You can email the show with any ideas, suggestions you might have. Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter uh, for Scotty is at Scott Lakes TV. I am at Dr. Shawnee Fever. And until we speak with you next week, Keep your brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern.